guys, welcome to BTS Fan Fictions with Anna and I'm your host, Anna Park. Let's start the fourth episode of Vintage Love. Happy listening! Miss, you're doing it again. Set aside for the umpteenth time because I've been zoning out randomly since I came home last night. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I cheekily smiled at her, starting to untangle the knots I had managed to form while knitting a small handkerchief. Sarah, maybe you should leave. I'm sure you have a lot of other roles to do. I'll do this myself. I politely spoke, although I was praying she would leave so that I wouldn't embarrass myself in front of her. Okay, miss, she said, bowing down at me before stepping out of the room. I immediately covered my face with a cushion as I felt heat crawl up my cheeks, reminiscing Taeyang's confession last night. I'm not sure if I love him, but I definitely care a lot about him, and he makes me happy, something I haven't felt in a long time. Getting sick of tangling and untangling the knots again and again because I couldn't focus I decided to roam around in the house for a bit. The space was certainly huge. Since Taeyang was busy today, I don't have to go to meet him, which I think I'm fortunate because I would definitely be a blushing mess in front of him. Walking by the hallway, I stopped in front of the marvelous painting crafted by my mother before she passed away. The art consisted of a beautiful waterfall flowing down into a natural pit below it forming a beautiful lake glowing in the dark due to the incandescent light reflected by the moon and stars, swimming in the endless horizon of night sky above it. Silhouettes of crepuscular animals could be seen around the pond, while fireflies shined high above it. At the bottom of the painting, a small handwritten script read, Lover's Lake. I remember her saying that she visited the lake only once, but the memory of his irresistible beauty remained carved out in her head, so she wanted to draw out her memories in a painting. And she did. The last painting she ever made. I blinked away the tears gathered in my eyes. Despite our differences, my mother and I were really close to one another. When I was a child, she discreetly took me to Lena's to play. And when father starved me for punishment, she would secretly bring me food. However, when I turned eight, she started to tell me to stay away from Lena, saying she was a toxic person, a misfortune to her family. She would let father have his way with me while guiltily looking away. For some reason, I always found her sudden change very unsettling. Strolling through the mansion, I halted in my steps as I heard indistinct voices from father's office. I wasn't the one to eavesdrop, but I'm sure they are talking about shepherds, so I decided to listen to it just this once. Our men are still searching for the shepherd's current inheritance, my lord. I heard his secretary speaking, confirming my assumption. Be as quick as possible to find them. I don't want any of them to be seen in the village or near any of my children, especially Viola. My eyebrows knitted in confusion at his statement. I leaned closer to the door so I could hear better.
I understand, my lord. Your daughter was really fond of those slums when she was younger. I pondered that is why you are concerned. I formed my palms into feasts in anger. That is true, Mr. Joe. I would also like to keep away from having to personally encounter any of the shepherds because of her. Evacuating Lena and her parents was bothersome enough. My mouth parted as a silent gasp escaped past my lips at the mention of Lena. You never told me what you did to them, my lord. Mr. Joe spoke in curiosity. I personally paid a visit to them and threatened to kill Lena if they did not leave the village immediately. Stupid girl wanted to say goodbye to Viola before she left. <laughs> His words were followed by an evil chuckle showing no regrets to what he did. My eyes burned with tears at his next words. My wife was always against me punishing Viola. She would protect her with her life, so I had to show her what place she was in too. A few beatings and threats to kick out her lovely daughter was all it took. And just when I thought my father couldn't be any more inhuman, Mr. Joe asked, But why did you kill your wife? She had grown out her wings, so I had to break them. I covered my mouth with my hand, muffling my cries. She wanted to revolt against me and my rules. Hence, she started disobeying me. And respect is what I value the most. So I had to kill her. The tears gathered in my eyes were freely flowing down now. I grabbed a cloth placed in the shelf nearby and tied it around my face, running towards the main door. Sarah, please tell father I'm sick, and will be in my room today. I said to Sarah, who was calmly cleaning the garden, but, but miss, what? Before she could complete her sentence, I sprinted out, running wherever my feet guided me. Endless thoughts were roaming in my head. All of them were equally agonizing and sad. Before I knew it, I was standing in front of the woods. A familiar figure was chopping firewoods in the distance. I immediately ran towards him, taking him by surprise as I wrapped my arms around his lean frame, engulfing him in a hug. The young remained stoic for a few seconds as I buried my face into his chest with tears flowing down my eyes. He placed a gentle hand on the back of my head while his other arm remained wrapped around my waist. Hey, what happened? Are you okay? I started sobbing out loud into his chest, wrapping my arms around him tighter. Hey, look at me. Taeyang said, carefully pulling my face so that I was now looking at him. A worried expression took over his usual happy self. You don't have to tell me, okay? But please stop crying. He said, wiping away the tears and grabbing my face with both of his hands before slipping one of them into mine. Come on, there's something I think will help calm your mind. My eyes widened in bewilderment and delight as I stared at the familiar yet new scenery in front of me. The lake was as beautiful and calm as I remembered. The night sky just as glorious and bright with the unfathomable number of stars 
and the moon decorating its dark canvas. The birds made melodious music with their sweet chirpings, while the waterfall sank through its currents. My heart warmed and tears pooled in my eyes at the memories of my mother as I whispered, Lover's Lake. The young stood beside me, eyeing the view as well. Have you been here before? He asked with raised eyebrows as I shook my head at his question. No, but this place was very dear to my mother, so dear that she painted it just before she passed away. I said as he merely nodded at me and proceeded to sit on the ground with his feet dipped in the water while I followed him after. Tell me about your mother. He said, looking at me with curious eyes that were glowing under the moonlight. A small smile stretched on my lips at the memory of my mother. My mother was a lovely woman. She would love everyone wholeheartedly and protect them at any cost. When I was younger, she would let me sneak into the village sometimes so that I could have a life out of the four walls, out of my house too. That's how I met Lena. Although the other villagers would see me as someone superior and keep their distance with me, I loved going to the village with my mother. She was a very cheerful woman with a beautiful smile, always carved on her lips. Little did I know she only did it for us. The young looked at me with an expression which explained that he didn't understand what I meant by that. And I didn't expect him to either. When I was younger, I heard my mother and grandmother having a conversation once. Even as a kid, I could tell that their conversation was not very delightful, so I decided to listen it. My mother was truly in love with a villager. She met him when she was a little kid and they eventually fell in love. But my grandma didn't approve of him because she wanted her daughter to marry a wealthy man. Then, what happened? The young asked in anticipation. My mother was forced to get married to my father. She was extremely saddened but didn't object because she did not want to anger her mother or trouble the one she loved. My lips turned downwards in sadness thinking about all the sacrifices my mother had to make for others. She made me a promise that I'd never tell my siblings or father about it, and told me that she was happy then, that she had us. But I could tell she still felt empty without him. And this is the place. This is where they met for the last time. I'm sure your mother and her lover are happy now since this is where they last met. Taeyang said as I hummed at him to explain further. This place has a story, you know? He said, making me turn towards him in curiosity. Myth says that hundred of years ago, a man and a woman named Adrian and Esther fell in love with each other. At the time, this place was the intersection between two enemy nations, so every day they would have to sneak out of their houses and meet each other here. However, when the kings of both the nations found out about them, 
they immediately demanded to have them beheaded. Being defenseless and weakened, Adrian and Esther jumped off the waterfall and drowned themselves in the lake. Since then, this place was named as Lover's Lake. It is said that the departed souls of Adrian and Esther still linger in this place, but this time they are smiling at each other who loves someone wholeheartedly. The beauty represents their happiness, the calmness represents the end of wars, and the place as a whole. Taeyang suddenly stopped, so I tucked at the sleeve of his shirt, asking, The place means? The place as a whole represents unrequited love between two people, and it is said that whoever comes to this place with the ones they love by their side, will have them by their side forever. Taeyang slowly slided his hand in mine, intertwining our fingers together while he looked away as a pink tint shaded his rosy cheeks. I smiled to myself seeing him so flustered and hesitant about a small gesture. Trust me, it is a rare sight. I'm glad that my mother is finally with the one she loves and actually deserves her. I said. Taeyang frowned at me as he said, Don't say that. Your father may have been strict on you, but I'm sure it is because he wants to protect you. He probably cared a lot for your mother too. I bawled my hands into feasts as my eyes narrowed in anger. He wouldn't have killed her if he did. I sheathed through my teeth as Taeyang widened his eyes in astonishment. Um, I'm sorry. How shallow is this lake? I asked without looking at him. He furrowed his eyebrows at me as he asked. Um, not that shallow. Why? Great. I said standing up from my position. Hey, are you planning to die on me? The fact that he looked almost too serious while asking such a stupid question made me face palm myself. No, Taeyang. I just want to be in the water for a while. Oh, thank God. I thought you were so touched by the story that you're gonna pull the new Esther. Not bothering to respond to his stupidity, I went into the water and stopped when it reached right above my knees. This feels so good. I said, slowly moving my legs inside the water. It will feel better when you're underwater. Taeyang said matter-of-factly while standing in front of me. Well, I'm not getting my clothes wet. I said as a devilish smile formed on his face. Oh yeah? Next thing I know, Taeyang splashed sprays of water on me, drenching my dress almost completely. Yeah, Kim Taeyang. I said splashing water on him too while he simply laughed at me. Hey, look! Taeyang said before cupping his hand inside the water to trap a small orange fish in it as I awed at its beauty. Don't worry, it's not a water monster. He said cheekily smiling at me while I glared at him. It's beautiful. I said looking at the tiny fish. It is. I looked up to find Taeyang staring back at me with a small smile playing on his lips. 
That was so cliché. You liked it. In your dreams. Oh, trust me, you do a lot more in my dreams. Stay young. I was talking about fishing. What did you think? You're unbelievable. Ya kim tayang? Our conversation was interrupted by a young man dressed in loose clothes. I noticed a huge scar running down his eyes, stopping right above his cheekbones, highlighting his pale skin. He briefly jogged towards us, standing right in front of me. He slightly bowed towards me as I did the same. He looked kind of astonished as I did so, because his eyes widened a little but he adverted his gaze towards Tae Young. So are you coming or not? He asked as Tae Young gave him a wide grin saying, You know I wouldn't miss it for the world. He turned towards me giving me a soft smile. You should come too, if you want. I furrowed my eyebrows at him in confusion. Come where? I asked in an enthusiastic voice. To our village. His friend said, making me turn towards him. We have a small event tonight and we would be more than happy if you join us, miss. I'd love to and please just call me Viola. Nice to meet you, Viola. I'm Min Yungi. Won't your father be angry? Young asked with a concerned expression contoured on his face. I merely smiled at him as I said, Don't worry, he won't find out. Both of them smiled wide at me as Yungi exclaimed, It's settled then. You're coming with us tonight. Young showed his toothed boxy smile at me as he said, You're gonna have a great time. Young and Yungi offered as I sat on the horse while they walked on either side of me. I stared up at the night sky, smiling to myself. You seem to be very fond of the night sky. Young commented, obviously noticing the huge smile on my face. I nodded at him eagerly as I said, This is the first time I'm actually looking at it instead of staring from the window. He gave me a genuine smile of happiness as he said, Well, I did promise to show you beautiful things, didn't I? <clears throat> Sorry to disturb the lovebirds, but can you be a little considerate of my presence and not be so obvious? Yungi said in a teasing voice, making my face turn beetroot red. Or I might actually end up barfing. Young reached out to lightly punch on his arm as we erupted in a series of giggles. So, what is this event actually? I asked as I continued to stare forward. It's just a lot of cheap beers, food, campfire, dancing, etc. In short, a lot of fun. I smiled at Yungi in anticipation as he did the same. We stopped at far end of the forest that I have never been to. It was pretty isolated and you couldn't see any form of livelihood nearby. Small huts were made on the outline of the forest with a big area left at the center where a fire was lit. Young helped me get down from the horse as I enthusiastically looked around, taking in my surrounding. Four boys other than Young and Yungi 
were engaged doing several things with a happy smile on their faces. I saw the tallest among them walking towards us, greeting the boys with a hug while bowed at me. She is joining us tonight, Taeyang told him. He gave me a kind smile as he introduced himself. Nice to meet you. I'm Namjoon. Nice to meet you too. I'm Viola. I hope I'm not intruding. No, not at all. It's a pleasure to have you here. I've heard a lot about you from Taeyang. He said, making me look at the said man with raised eyebrows who shyly looked away. Namjoon and Yoongi chuckled at him while he playfully glared at them. Where is Jin Hyung? Yoongi asked, adverting his gaze to Namjoon. Oh, uh, he is out to bring some firewoods. He made a gesture for me to follow him as he said, Let's get you known to everyone. That guy lighting the fire over there is Hoshok. The said boy gave me a kind and genuine smile. Jimin is cooking the food over there. He waved at me and I waved back. And that... Wait. Jungkook, why are you hanging upside down from the tree? Namjoon asked, throwing his hands in the air like he was done with the guy, which he probably was, while I merely laughed at him. Another man came up behind him, wrapping his arm around his shoulders. And... Oh, here's Jin Hyung. And you already know Hyungi Hyung and Taeyang. Yeah, is that how you introduce me? Jin asked as Namjoon sighed at him in frustration. I raised you better than that. Jin said, clicking his tongue and shaking his head at Namjoon. And I couldn't tell if he was being serious. He extended out his hand for me to shake. Hello, I'm worldwide handsome Kim Shok Jin. I giggled, shaking his hand firmly as I said, I'm Viola. So what are you waiting for? Let's get the event started. Everyone gathered around the fire in a circle with a glass of beer in their hands. I sat in between Taeyang and Namjoon, drinking my beer with a straw. As odd as it sounds, I couldn't drink it properly with the cloth on. Honestly, it was very bothersome to have a cloth tight around your face all the time. But I still wasn't prepared enough to take it off. I scrunched my face as I took a sip of the beer, making everyone giggle at me. First time, eh? Hoshok asked, making me nod at him with a smile. So, what is this event about? I asked, leaning a little forward. It's about celebrating another year of togetherness, prosperity, tranquility and, frankly, to not getting killed. Jimin explained, taking a huge gulp out of his glass. I tilted my head to the south, confused by his last statement. Some people believe that if you ever encounter a shepherd, your family will never be able to birth a son and the family race will come to an end. So a lot of shepherds are killed right on the spot. Jungkook said, making me gasp. I guess I still wasn't used, nor was I aware of all the mistreatments the shepherds were given. That's how Yungi got the scar. Jin pointed out, looking at Yungi. What happened? I asked in curiosity. 
A long time ago, our situation was really tight. We didn't have any food to eat nor anywhere to go. So I tried to sneak in some food from the village but some villagers spotted me and tried to beat me to death. Yungi said with a soft smile. But I was lucky enough to escape alive. I bawled my palms into feasts as my eyes glowed in fury. I was mad at how unaware I was of the situation and how I couldn't do anything to prevent it. Taeyang placed a gentle hand over mine to help me calm down. He smiled at me but I could see the pain in his eyes making mine soften. Damn, I think I need to crack a joke to break through this thick air. Jin said, too bothered by the silence that was lingering among us. Jin Hyung, no! Everyone except Jimin and I shouted but he ignored them leaning towards me as he asked, Viola, what do you call a person with nobody and no nose? I furrowed my eyebrows being unable to think of anything. So I asked, Um, what? Nobody knows. He exclaimed, throwing his hands in the air as he laughed hysterically at his own joke as Jimin and I joined him while the others have several reactions. Taeyang and Hoshok shook their heads. Namjoon's expression remained unchanged. Jungkook face palmed while Yoongi looked like he was about to spit fire. Their reactions along with Jin's windshield wiper laugh made me laugh even harder as I bent forward to clutch my stomach. Through the corner of my eyes, I could see Young admiring me with a soft smile on his face. At days like this, I start regretting my life decisions. Yungi deadpanned, pinching the bridge of his nose, making us laugh while Jin gave him an hour-long lecture on why he should show some respect to him. So Viola, what are your hobbies? Jungkook asked after Jin's lecture came to an end, finally. Mm, I like reading, painting and dancing. I said as Hoshok's eyes widened in excitement. Oh, you can dance? He enthusiastically asked with a white smile on his face. Well, I'm not that good, but she's fabulous. Taeyang commented while continuing to drink his beer. Really? Well, we should have a competition between Hoshak Hyang and Viola. What say, guys? Jimin said, excitedly standing up from his seat. I second that. Namjoon said, raising his hand while giving me a dimpled smile. Hoshak laughed at them before walking towards me. He extended his hand towards me with raised eyebrows and honestly at this point I was too tipsy to say no. I took his hand with a smile on my face as the others gathered some folk instruments to play. We walked away from the group and started dancing immediately. I laughed as he held my hand spinning me around. You indeed are fabulous, he commented still spinning with me. You're not that bad yourself, I said. Soon the others joined us as we started to dance in circles. And the blissful night was spent in joy, laughter, music, dances and Jin's jokes. 
I could undoubtedly say that it was the best night of my life. Be careful, Taeyang said while holding my waist. <laughs> Taeyang, I'm not gonna fall. I giggled drunkenly, holding onto the grapevines that crawled up to my window. He looked at me in the eyes as we exchanged a smile. We continued to stare at each other in awe for a few seconds, but we were soon interrupted by Jungkook's and Jimin's dramatic voices. Oh my god, Viola, please don't fall down. I can't watch you dying on me. Jungkook said, wrapping his arms around Jimin's waist. Don't worry, Young. No walls are high enough to take me away from you. Jimin mocked my voice as he grabbed Jungkook's face in his hands. Oh, Viola. Oh, Young. They exclaimed together, dramatically wrapping their arms around each other, while Taeyang and I glared at them. I'm, I'm so sorry, but I just can't stop laughing because of the last part. I'm, I'm so sorry, the dramatic part was too hilarious to be read. Um, apart from that, in today's episode, we got to know so much about both Viola and Taeyang and the shepherd's lives. And in next episode, we will find out more about themselves. So stay tuned. Until then, stay safe and keep streaming Permission to Dance and Butter. Bye-bye.